Hi, this is Stacy Hyde, and I'm back for another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And today I'd like to talk a little bit about how to think about sort of all the disparate information we're getting about a recession is imminent. No, it's not. A recession is imminent, but I seem to be doing okay. And really, what does all that mean anyway? I think that a recession, as I've talked about before, is generally defined as two or more consecutive quarters of no growth in gross domestic product. So what people are producing. Um, you have to keep in mind that the U.S. is a very consumer-driven economy, and so slowdown in housing will certainly impact that because um, home building, people buying and selling home generates so much additional other um, cost and spending. Because when you purchase a house, you're not just buying a house, you're also purchasing um, new carpets, window covering, sheets, vacuum cleaners, cleaning supplies. I mean, the list is endless. If you've moved recently, you know that what I say is very, very true. And so that ripples through the economy. Um, you're also buying appliances and things of that nature. So that has a big impact on it. So certainly we are seeing a slowdown in housing. Prices are coming down. Houses are sitting on the market longer. Because quite frankly, when interest rates double, you cannot afford as much house as you used to be able to afford. So the flip side of that is it means that prices will come down. And if prices come down, then you can likely buy, afford the same house that you could before. But it's going to take a little bit of time for, I think, some of the sellers to come off of their prices. And then with lumber prices coming down, you're also going to see um, new homes becoming more affordable again there. Um, so that's something to look at there. And then also you've seen some big headlines. Some of the big technology companies have had layoffs. Um, but there's still unemployment in the tech sector is under 2%. So while there have been layoffs, they've been people have been able to quickly get reemployed with other tech companies. And what I think what you'll see is maybe people won't be jumping to get, you know, $25,000 more a year in salary. It's more of a lateral move. I think you'll see some of that. And a lot of what's driving inflation is companies have had to raise wages to get people to work because um, as we went through the pandemic and we had um, the government payments, the stimulus, the enhanced unemployment, a lot of people were pretty smart from a personal standpoint in that they saved a lot of that and it's bought them some time to sort of retrench, figure out what they want to do. But now people are having to re-enter with prices going up, more people are re-entering the workforce and as employers have raised their wages, it's become more attractive to re-enter the workforce. So I think you'll continue to see that pick up and that ultimately will help us on some of the supply chain issues. And um, as you've gone out to eat maybe with friends and family over the holidays, you've noticed that the staffing in restaurants is still struggling a bit. And as we see wages come up and people get back out, 
that should moderate as well. So we really don't see this recession as being structural. It's really given from the standpoint of we've had these shocks to the system. We've had supply chain issues that are just now starting to unwind. Um, we've had labor shortages that are just now starting to kind of people moving back into the workforce. And as those start to clear up, you know, and then obviously we've got the war in Ukraine, which has impacted uh, grain cost. It's impacted energy in Europe in particular. And we've had um, the pipeline leak um, here that has impacted the flow of natural gas. So these have all been kind of shocks that are not um, big reasons to have permanent damage, but certainly they have had shorter term um, damage to what we're seeing out in the um, out in the world. And as those start to clear up, and um, you know they've gotten workarounds for some of the. Russian oil and natural gas. And as companies have gone, particularly in Europe, they have not mothballed some nuclear plants. They have kept those going. And I'm not talking about nuclear weapons. I'm talking about nuclear fuel. And that's allowed them to reduce their dependence on Russian oil and gas. And so, and then the U.S. has exported more of their natural gas um, to help as well. So as we get into that and as we enter um, the new year, we now have divided government. Historically, divided government has been good for the economy because it means that no one party can unilaterally do things. And it means that you get more consensus working together and you get true um, bipartisanship, which in most cases, not always, but in most cases really does remove some of the excesses and we wind up with um, laws and spending that most people can buy into. Hopefully it will not lead to just extra pork that um, comes in and um, makes it harder to overcome this inflation. So from that standpoint, I would say yes, be cautious. Um, we don't have a crystal ball, boy, do I wish I did. It would make it so much easier in working with our clients. Um, but I am very hopefully optimistic that, you know, with these higher rates that savers are going to actually earn some money. That being said, um, side note, if you have not shopped your savings account rate to one of like the online banks, Discover, Ally, um, or have very good rates, very good customer service, FDIC insured, you know, and you're earning 3.3% rather than 0.3%, especially if you have significant cash balances, that's an easy source of money that you can use to fund a vacation or put a little bit of extra money in your 401k. Um, but as we kind of go through this and we, I'm hopefully optimistic that we will at the end of 2023, we will be in a much better spot financially as far as our portfolios and savings than we are now. And by having rates move up off of the floor, it gets some of the excesses that have been allowed to build up when credit was so, so cheap 
and there really wasn't a cost to borrow money. And I think that for a healthy economy, there needs to be some friction cost for borrowing money. And I think that we're seeing that now, and I think we'll continue to see it going forward. And hopefully our portfolios will recover um, by the end of the year and that we will move past this recession and get back to um, a very positive, healthy outlook. And um, our cities and towns and the government uh, spending, we can get everything moving forward again. So yes, there's talk of a recession. Yes, it can be negative, but we are not seeing it be nearly as catastrophic as what some of the other posts out there we've seen. If you'd like to get a copy of um, our thoughts, both from Commonwealth, our back office provider, and also we're putting together our own that will go out to our clients um, with their first quarter reviews. Um, you can email us at info at envision, E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-F-P-T-N.com, and we'll be happy to send those along to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less.